Real results. That's what I call this little book. If you want real results in your life, instead of fighting this, eat it up with a spoon. You want to change the way you talk to your wife, talk to your husband, talk to your children, talk to your friends? You want to guard your tongue? I know you're going to see that I'm in trouble when I read this passage to you. You're going to see it. I'm not immune. But this is tough talk to help me walk. Say that with me. This is what? Tough what? To help me what? You can say what you want to. The most important thing you do and that you ever do in your life is what you say out of your mouth. Yeah, but I gave them this and I gave them this. You ruined everything by your big fat mouth. And what you said. How many somebody gave you something, but by the way they treated you with their mouth and everything, the gift was worthless. Let me see some hands. Just raise some hands. It was worthless. Trying to buy me off. I'd rather be poor as dirt and live with somebody that's kind and sweet and loving and, and nice. Hello. Amen. After 10 years of marriage, the number one thing people say, number one, I keep driving this into your brain. Number one thing that people want out of marriage and they think the best thing after 10 years is K-I-N-D. I just want to be with somebody who's what? Who's what? And that usually comes from here, don't it? How you talk, how you treat one another. So let's look at it, James. We're with you, buddy. It's hard. Uh-oh, look at her. Now that could have easily been a fellow there, right? <laughs> We're not picking on women. Taming the tongue. Y'all ready or not? I'm lit up. I already got in trouble with my mouth before I even started, didn't I? He done made me mad. Hurt my feelings. We'll see. Hang in there. Amen? I'm not telling you not to be saved, whatever that means. But I'm telling you the truth. You cover up your face enough, you're going to get sick. Remember I said that. Because that's science. Study after study after study. We haven't done many studies on if you wear a mask forever. Those studies have never been done yet. Let's see what the math is on that in about 10 years. You hear me? So just be wise. Be careful. Be smart. Don't just listen to one person. Taming the tongue. Let's talk about it. Nothing speaks more loudly about our faith than do our what? Y'all come on back with me. Nothing speaks more loudly about our faith than do our what? You can say what you want. You can dress up and go to church. You can have your big old Bible. But if out of your mouth comes some ugly, all that other stuff's going out the window in a heartbeat. Amen? Nothing speaks more loudly about our faith. When we say that we love God, but out of the same mouth we show forth what? We show forth what? To our brother, our sister, the love of God that we say we have is not what? Where did I get that from? Right from the Bible. Right from the book of 1 John. This isn't made up mess. I'm not smart enough. We're going to stay with the book. What we say with our mouth or tongue is a, say that with me, it's a what? To who? <laughs> it is huge. It is the evidence of what is really way down deep in our what? Is that in the Bible? Say it with me if you know this verse. From the heart, you finish it. The mouth what? Thank you. Say it with me. From the heart, the mouth what? From the heart, the mouth what? I didn't mean to say that. Mm, no, you did. 
But we say that all the time. Oh, I'm sorry. But we keep being the same. You might say, Clark, you act like you're a big shot, man. You think you're the best with your mouth. No, I don't. Did you know I studied this this week? Did you know driving here today, I felt like a piece of crap? I pulled in here today. I was driving down here thinking about how I should have said some better things this week to my wife. And i got to stand up here and preach this when I'm the worst one in the room. This is the Word of God. Gary needs it. Amen. If you don't need it, you can just go to sleep on me. But this is important, man. You hear me? My little girl, she did wrong yesterday. I jumped on her like white on rice. And I believe that's what good parents do. You train up your children. You hear me or not? But, but, I said a little something too much. How many ever done that to make me feel better about myself for at least a second? And the Lord hammered me this morning. You hear me or not? So don't think that this ain't for me. Y'all hear me or not? I'm not trying to jump on your throat, jump down on you. No, 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 no. This is the only way I know how to do it. Straight up. So it's the evidence of what's really way down deep inside of our hearts. Before I walked up here today, Kim, are you right back there? There you are, sweetie pie. It's in a little bit of the shadows. I can't see too good. Plus, I'm going blind. You know this. I can't see nothing. However... I had to see her out in the foyer before I preached this today and apologize and kiss her on the face. Y'all hear me or not? This is good for us. This is God's Word. This is God's house. We didn't come here to get a pat on the head. James wasn't patting on these people on the head that were suffering. He was trying to help them be strong and be better, man. Yes or no? That's the job here today. So, it comes from our heart. Taming the tongue. Let's start with the Scriptures now. Here we're going to go roll for about 15 minutes. My brethren, we're in the book of James, chapter 3. Be not many. Say that word with me. Masters, help me. Be not many what? Not many what? Knowing that we, whoever that is, we're going to receive the greater condemnation. He starts it out that way. He almost puts it on himself. James is the pastor, and you know, leaders. But that encompasses a lot of people. Moms, dad, businesses, it, you, you, you name it. Be not many masters, for theirs is the greater condemnation. So we got some simple points today. Point number one, don't desire position so you can just talk. Say that with me. Don't desire position so you can just talk. What does that mean? When you have authority as a father, as a husband, as a boss man, boss lady, okay, down there working at the hospital, when we have places of authority and leadership, the newspaper, when you get titles, comes responsibility. Yes or no? You make a living with words, don't you? How long you made a living in the newspaper business? Fifty years. It's a wonder you ain't gone broke. I'm just playing. <laughs> He's going to feel bad all week because I said that. No, it's rough making a living at words, ain't it, brother? Wow. You ever been criticized for your words? Use one wrong word. He's the editor of the paper. One of them. Use one wrong, one wrong word. You'll hear about it. Amen. Say. 
That's what James is saying in this first first uh, verse here of chapter three. Don't desire a position because you're going to get the greater condemnation. Those who are in a teaching position, that's really what that word master means. It means teacher. It doesn't mean a slave owner. It can mean a boss, a person in authority. If you've got a place of authority, there's a good chance you're going to have to talk a little more. Yes or no? Amen. And so if you're in a teaching position, your words are used to convey thought, anything like that, and understanding. You're going to receive the greater what according to the Bible? The greater what? And God's saying this. You're going to give an account for every word. So, so being a big talker isn't something we should desire. Okay? The more you speak, the greater chance you're going to say something what? How many wish you'd just shut up earlier in, your, in, a, in a talk that you can think of? Gosh, I wish I'd have just shut up. I'm horrible. I start off good and then like right over the cliff. It's what James is saying. It's a very serious warning to me as a pastor. It's a very serious warning, but it's great advice for all of us. Did you know when I'm out in town especially, I didn't realize how much people just stop and listen to me. Or I'm at the hardware store, and they're behind me, and I'm talking to her. I'm at the restaurant. I'm always out in public. I love it. It's what I do. But people often hang on my words. Many of them trying to find fault, probably. Yes or no, amen. Who knows? But it goes with the territory. And then I stand up here in front of you. Good grief. Can you imagine how long my judgment's going to be? Yes or no, say. That's tough, man. I almost want to say how many of you have ever said something nasty too, but I'm scared i got too many hands up. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Don't conflate me up here preaching God's Word that's strong with me being mean. This is my style. It's called kicktail preaching. Amen, say. And that's what I need. How many need your tail? I need, I need some. I know the coaches do. Amen. I need this, man. And I'm the one that's getting it. I need this. Not just you, lady. It's me with you, baby. Verse number two. So don't desire position or authority just so you can talk more because you're going to get in more trouble if you do it. Doesn't mean you shouldn't talk. That's crazy. No, no. The point is we've got to, we've got to watch what we say and ask the Lord to help us. And this is what He's helping us right now. For in many things we offend all. Verse 2. If any man offend not in word, watch this. If you don't offend people with your mouth, the same as what kind of man or woman? Perfect. That word means mature, not perfection. It means mature. You want to show that you're a mature, grown-up individual, a follower of Christ, then the biggest clue is going to be what comes out of your mouth. Yes or no? That's it. Right there. Not how much you gave, not the color of your tie. No. What you say is going to show that you're mature. And if you are able to watch your mouth... Work with the mouth that God, that you've got, and God help you. Amen. You're going to be able to bridle your whole body. Struggles that you have in your life, most, most likely, if you get a handle on the mouth, you're going to get a handle on these other areas of your life. Did I lose you on that or not? Just shoot off at the mouth. It doesn't surprise us at all that you just shoot off this direction too. 
Start to ask the Lord, and you've got to repent. You got, like I did this morning, you've got to repent, man. You've got to keep coming back to the cross. Say that with me. Coming back to the what? And stop making excuses. Behold, we put bits in horses' mouths. They're huge. A little bit. That, that they may obey us. We can take this little thing and put it in their what? And we can turn that sucker any which way. And he will obey. What's that message? If you work on this, God's going to be able to do this with you and, and take you this way. You hear me or not? Behold also the ships. Though they're huge. They're great. They're driven by fierce winds. Yet a ship is turned about with a very small what? How does that work? I think it's huge. Man, big old ship. That little thing on the back. That's talking about our what? You want to be successful in your life? Deal with this. Say this with me pretty loud. Point number one, don't desire position just so you can talk. Number two, say that with me. The tongue is the steering wheel for your what? Relationships with others. What's the steering wheel? Maybe if I do my hair different. Well, that's going out the window for me. Maybe if I lose a few pounds, won't hurt. But the biggest thing that's going to help your relationship is your, is your mouth, your speech. And by the way, you, it ain't kissing, baby. If I just had more kissing, more kissing, I'll just kiss more. Well, if your mouth is used to say ugly things, they're probably not going to want your face right on top of theirs. Did we understand the English? Amen or amen? We think we can make it all better with a what? I'm sorry, I see your mouth when you're doing that. <laughs> amen. Norbert, you're, you, you can't even believe you got up for this, can you? <laughs> the Bible says, say it with me, you and me are not to do what? Offend or sin with our what? How many honestly would say, probably of the sins in your life, you probably sin more with your words than any other sin in your life? Let's just take a quick poll. Let me see. Uh, it's probably about 80% of us. Isn't that the truth? Boy, is James hitting it right head on. And he's talking to a church where their, their people are being killed. What kind of message is this, James? Thought you were going to send flowers to everybody. No, I'm going to help them to live. When the pressure gets on, that's when the mouth gets to flying. Yes or no? Pressure gets on, our mouth, we get some loose lips in. We start to bite and devour one another. James was right on the money with the Holy Spirit leading him. There's a kind of maturity of speech which acts as a what? As a what? A catalyst for what? Growth and maturity in everything you do. When we can control the, the tongue, which is so hard, but when we can do that, it can unlock the thing we've been struggling with in this part of our life for so many years. This is a promise from the Word of God. Gary, work on your mouth and see if I don't work on some other things in your life and you're going to get the handle on them a little bit better. It's good preaching, good word this morning, good stuff. 
How about the Old Testament? I love this one. Be not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with a what? A bit and a bridle, lest they come near to you. Is there some people you just avoid because you know they're going to gossip or they're going to say something negative or they might even bite on you a little bit? Yes or no? Amen. You know people like that? I'm just not hanging out with them. Why? Can't stand what comes out of their mouth. Yes or no? Amen. You know what really drives me up the wall? I'm, I'm saying way too much. I'm gonna, don't write me any ugly letters at box one, two, one. Listen, you know what really drives me up a wall? Is a big, whiny mouth man. Do you hear me, fellas? Yes or no? You want to really bother me? Be a big old whiny mouth man. Somebody's whining back behind me back here. I think it's my daughter. She's better go, oh. <laughs> the point is, I mean, I just don't like that. Y'all hear me or not say? We got big football players, right, coaches? Come on. Whine like a baby. And you're going to get out here and, and beat Port Charlotte's tail. I don't think so. Amen. If we can work on that mouth, if we can work on that whining, we just might have a chance at having a good football team. That's what that verse is teaching in a roundabout way. Yes or no? Amen. Y'all are looking shell-shocked. I like this. You might wonder why I use the King James, because it has cuss words. I'm awful, ain't I? I'm terrible today. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the ass... And a rod for the fool's back. That's what happens. How many ever got the beating of your life from your parents because you ran your mouth? Let me see some hands. How many of your worst beating was because you ran your mouth, not because of what you did? Let me see some hands. Yeah, so often it ain't what we did, it's what we said. How many ever sassed your parents and you found yourself on the other side of the room picking yourself up? I know that ain't right. It's a normal response. What? Amen. Come on. A small bit in a horse's mouth can control and direct that very large animal. We've already discussed that. A small rudder controls the direction of a huge ship. What am I learning? The tongue, though small compared to your head. Look, here's your big head. Look at your head. Head right here. Look at the head. Look at the tongue. See how big the head is to the tongue. Look at this one. Compared to your arms. Look here. Here my arm. Here my tongue. See it? Let's do another one. We don't want to do that next one. Tongue, belly. That's not good. Listen. It's such a small little sucker. And it controls our life. The direction of our life. You might say, I knew this before I got here, Clark. It's good though, isn't it? It's a good little wake up this morning, ain't it? Come on. How you use your tongue, your mouth, and what you say is going to have more to do with directing your relationships with others. Your successes and pitfalls in life more than anything else. By the way we communicate. When I was a young man, I got saved. I, never, I didn't think I talked a whole lot till I looked at my old report cards. I had an eighth grade teacher says, Gary, first quarter. Remember how they would write about you and they wouldn't write good things? Now it's all good, good, good. Now back in the day, they would tell you like it was. Yes or no? 
Your teacher was not there to be your friend. She was there to grow you and whoop your tail. Anyway, so my teacher, did you have teachers like that in West Virginia? They didn't mess, did they? <laughs> this teacher, Miss Ingram, I couldn't stand Miss Ingram. Miss Ingram, Gary talks too much. That's first quarter. Next one, Gary talks way too much. Third, third time, Gary just talks way, way, way too much. Fourth one, this is true. Last one, Gary talks and talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. And she just kept on writing the word. Little did I know I'd grow up and be a talker. <laughs> the worst thing you can do when it comes to condemnation before the Lord. When you're a talker. So I became a Christian. I went off to school, to college, didn't know what I'd be. I, honest to goodness, I thought I'd be a college president. I did. I'm not going to be the teacher. I'm going to run that joint. Little did I know, the Lord had his hand on me. And he led me to a little town called Inglewood, Florida, following a girl. And I married. And my father-in-law was one of the best pastors on the planet. His name was Wally Metz. And he taught me. School taught me some things, but he taught me a lot of stuff. And little did I know, look at me, I'd become a pastor. Amen? Yeah, praise the Lord. I mean, look at that. That's how God worked, using my crazy mouth. I still struggle, like Miss Ingram said. Amen? But I went off to college. I want to say this. I went off to college. i got to quit. Went off to college, studied speech, because I'm a cop. And I was trying to get over that old country dialect and, you know, being like a hillbilly and, you know, and... People think you're uneducated and everything, and you're no good. That was in my mind. And the first lesson that that little sucker stood up, little sissy boy, I thought, that little teacher stood up. I looked at him that day, and I realized where I came from was a gift. Be who you are, Gary. And I was at the hardware. Richard, are you here? Were you in the hardware store with me this week when that lady started laughing at me? She laughed at me because of my accent. Remember? My accent has opened up more doors for me to talk to people, to share Christ with people. Also, having that accent that I thought was country bumpkin and, you know, you don't know a whole lot. It's helped me get some good deals in life. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> Amen. He just stupid. No, no. But it's really helped me. It's helped me with uh, just being able to relate to people. You know what I mean? I know I'm going off a little bit, but I'm just trying to say, well, this is a big message, isn't it? We need to work on our mouth. Yes or no? I still have a lot of work to do. You can find fault with me, but would you not use your tongue and put me down? Say, please. Encourage me a little bit. Help me. Amen. I knew this message would be this way. Anytime I preach on the tongue, I never know where it's going, but I know it's going to go a little crazy. Taming the tongue. Even so, the tongue is a little member. It boasts great things. Say that last part with me. Behold, how great a what? A little what? I was in North Carolina with Charlie, our drummer, back 10, 15 years ago. He's, a, he's an architect. He's my buddy. He's working up in Asheville right now in Carolina. He lives here, but he's on a job up there. 
But he went to Carolina with me, and he and I were piling around and working. And we had a little fire in the yard, just burning a few little things. And we got sidetracked in the house. And we didn't have running, running water at the old place, so Charlie goes outside to go to the bathroom in the woods. Thank God he was doing that because our whole yard was on fire. And this old house sat next to some old trailers that had kerosene. That's all they had. And the wind was blowing that away. My shoes got all burned up. My britches got burned up. I'm in there stomping. That's a picture of what can happen with our mouth. We just say a little something, and it burns down the whole yard and almost the whole neighborhood. Thankfully, other more country people came out with pitchforks and hose and hoses. <laughs> we saved the day. Amen. But the fire of the tongue is crazy. The tongue's a fire. It's a world of what? So is the tongue among our members that it defiles the what? Yeah, but see how good looking I am. We can't see that anymore. Your mouth screwed it all up. Yes or no? Amen. Ladies, how many of you had a good-looking boyfriend and that old mouth of his just really ruined it? Let me see some hands. Let me see some hands. Come on. There we go. Kim, that hand ain't up on me, is it, baby? Can you not put your hand up when I'm preaching? Can you just keep your hand down? The hand is hooked to the mouth. You just like, you just like hurt my feelings. It defiles the whole body. It's set on fire. The course of nature. Never do you find anything like this in Scripture, but about the tongue. It's crazy. It says the tongue is set on fire of what? If you don't think we have a problem with our mouth, look at that Scripture. It's crazy. Every kind of beast, bird, serpents, things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind. Say this next verse with me. You ought to memorize this one. But the tongue can no man tame. It's an unruly evil. Full of what? How many ever with your mouth, you bit somebody with your mouth. I'm talking about with the tongue. And it devastated them. I mean, were you willing to say that with me this morning? I've said something and it devastated somebody. I can slice and dice with my mouth. I'll be 58 next Sunday. I've become a pro at it. I can rip and shred. You hear me? That's not God's call on my life. Okay? Tough, ain't it? How many are feeling the heat this morning? You're saying, boy, this is like you, Clark. I felt, I'm feeling a little bit of heat today. I'm feeling a little bit of heat. But that's okay, feeling the hot finger of the Holy Spirit. It, I don't want it to be me pushing the buttons. But the Lord's pushing the buttons on our mouth. I want the best church. If you hear gossip in this church, here's what I want you to do. I'd rather, don't be ugly to them. Just say, you know what? I'd rather not hear that, okay? How about that? Yes or no? I want to hear that. If you've got something good to say about somebody, I'll, I'll listen. If you're going to put somebody down, I'm just not going to listen to that. Yes or no? Do like my father-in-law used to do. He'd say, I'll listen, but I'm going to write it down and put your name to it and show them. That's a good practice to carry a little something in your purse. Ladies, a little pen. Some of your friends want to talk. So that's okay. I mean, that's okay. I don't mean to be ugly, but I just want to remember what you said so I can get it right with them. Number three, words can what? 
we got to fly. I'm late now. The tongue is little, but it's dangerous, guys. It's dangerous. I think we know it. It's a fire. It'll burn down a church. How many have been in one of those? It was the mouth that killed that church. Let me see some hands. It was the mouth that killed. Anybody had a church like that? It was the mouth that killed that church. How about this one? It was a mouth that killed that marriage. Let me see some hands. It was a mouth that killed that marriage. How about this one? It'll burn down families. Families don't talk to each other. It's a mouth that destroyed that family. They don't talk to How many? Anybody like that? I guess I'm the only one. It'll burn down what? How many right now you're thinking of a friend you had, but because of how they hurt you with their words, you're not their friend anymore? Let me see some hands. You're, not, you're just not. Yes or no? Amen? Ooh, tough today. Though little, the tongue will destroy the whole body. An ungodly man digs up evil. And in his lips, there's a burning fire. Satan wants you to use your tongue to burn people up. The Holy Spirit wants you, wants you to grow in grace and use your tongue to encourage and bless other people. Let me quit with this, Raj. Let me quit with this. I'm done. Got to quit. It's a lot more message, but we're done. I think we did fine. Here we go. B-E-S-T. Say that with me. B-E-S-T. One more time. B-E-S-T. You want to be your best when it comes to your mouth. Number one, B. B. Bless. The word means speak well into people's life. Well words. Bless. E. Best. B-E. Encourage. Or edify. It means to build up with your words. S. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Also, I think of the S to step up. Sacrifice. You could say it, but you're going to give that to the Lord. You hear me or not? I could say something. Maybe part of me feels like I should say something ugly. But I'm going to sacrifice right now, a living sacrifice, and watch my mouth. Yes or no? And the last one, T, be your best. Touch, touch, touch. Be your best. There's nothing like sweet words, encouraging words, and an arm around somebody's shoulder. Amen? Yes or no? Or a touch. So be your what? Best. Let's praise the Lord for His Word. we got to quit. Amen. Come on! Boom! I liked it.